This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello. And I'm oh, Sabrina. And that's Leia. And that's Leia. <laughs> what do you have to say, Leia? She has very oh, important things to say today. This is an Encounters episode, encounters. by the way. All the ghosts that you see and hear and experience, the demons that like to hide in your closet or under your bed. God. <laughs> I'm so used to recording in the morning, too, so I'm already on edge right now <laughs> because we started out the first however many episodes, like 15 episodes recording at night. Yeah. And then, then we, we switched, switched to the morning. And now we're the this crack of at dawn. Night. And then today, yeah. Evening. Oh, I'm scared. Spooky. Um, how are you? How's life? I'm good. Life is good. I was in Maine for Memorial Day weekend. You were doing some outdoorsy stuff, huh? I was. My grandmother's uh, house that's on a pond, mm-hmm. a lake. I don't know whatever you call it, however big it is. Um, it's being built and construction was a little bit behind. So myself and my parents and my aunt and my uncle and my other uncle and my cousin all went and tried to help build a house the whole witchy crew yes and i got some good ghost stories out of it too oh these are my favorite okay tell me tell us these are fun because i don't often hear from my dad's side of the family about ghost stories but i have i'll tell you one i'll tell you one of them okay my uncle and my aunt were on vacation however many years ago down in florida and my uncle was out in the sun all day and he got dark he got tan he got basically burned Mm -hmm. but there were these like two inch lines around each of his ankle in the same spot that didn't get any color and he wasn't wearing anything and he wasn't sitting near anything that would make that happen but there were just two strips and my aunt was joking like that he was a criminal and it was a past life (laughs) coming through that he had been like shackled up somewhere oh my gosh florida but I was like, what What if this was a past life coming through and he might have been a slave? Whoa. And then being in Florida, which is the South, which is where slavery happened, may have triggered this past life to just expose itself for a moment. I have so many thoughts about that because what if it was because they were in Florida, it wasn't just a past, it wasn't a past life, but it was like a spirit there trying to share its experience. Oh, yeah, using my uncle's body as its medium. Yeah. There are so many possibilities with spirits. It's I know. Never ending. It's so crazy. Which is why we love it so much. Ow. I feel like I'm really like listening to scary stories because Leia's biting at my ankles. So I had to like, put my <laughs> feet up because like I would do when I'm watching a scary movie. <laughs> She's the monster under the bed. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I almost was attacked by a bear. A real by life that, bear. By that I mean, I was in the the very first night that I stayed at my aunt and uncle's house. My mom was like, "Oh, you should keep the windows open because it'll make it nice and cool in here." And I said, "Hell no, we're on the first story. I'm not leaving the window open. What if someone comes or there's a critter or something, a yeah. spider that goes in inside?" And she was like, "Oh no, that won't happen. There's a screen, whatever window." Yeah. And I was like, "No." I'm not doing that. I'd rather be hot and sweaty and stuffy than have the windows open. Yes. Thank God I did that because in the wee hours of the morning, and I'll tell you, I don't have confirmation that this is what happened, but it's very plausible that this is. 
But the wee hours of the morning, I woke up because something slapped, did like two slaps on the window and the bed is against the window. So my head was six inches from the window. Two really hard slaps. So I was like, what the fuck? And so I stay awake for like 30 minutes listening and trying to figure out what's outside and I hear something moving around and then I'm I'm just like listening and then in the morning I ask my uncle I said were you outside last night and he was like oh yeah I did go outside a couple times just to you know I was having trouble sleeping and I said one with the earth (laughs) one with the earth he was like kayaking at like 4 (laughs) a.m and I said did you slap my window or do something by my side of the house and he goes no I didn't go over there at all and I said, well, something slapped the window. And he was like, oh, it was probably the bear. <laughs> I said, uh, what? And he said, at, at night, the bears have been coming down and stealing the birdhouses and people's food and it was fishing hungry. material. Yeah. So can you imagine if I listened to my mom and I kept that window open and a bear's paw, its hand, its little clawed hand, went through the it's screen right and through. right onto my face? Take a little chunk out of your face. It was possible. Thank God I didn't do that. And you live to that, tell the tale. Or I'm hoping it's that because earlier that night. <gasps> oh, no. I made a joke about skinwalkers. <gasps> you can't do that. I know. And then my dad kept saying, why is a skinwalker? Why is a skinwalker? And I said, never mind, dad. Never mind. Like, you're not supposed to talk about them. And you're not supposed to mention them. I'll tell you some other time. Let's not talk about it here in the middle of the woods oh where the abenaki used to live <laughs> and i'm i yeah i'm gonna go with the bear theory which is i'm hoping it's just bear. as scary but Could oh speaking of scary i'm very i think if people walked into my apartment right now i'd freak them out because i've been such a hermit <laughs> i i may have forgotten to brush my teeth this morning i'm like so smelly and i just have been sitting in like one <laughs> spot all day Typing at you my computer. You did stuff though. You did stuff this weekend. That you're, was you're just talking about today. Yes, just today. But I quickly become like a rabid animal while I'm writing. Very adjusted to the indoors. Yeah. <laughs> did you have anything spooky happen this weekend? Mm, nothing paranormal happened to me. I mean, besides, aside from my, you know, never ending experience with dreams, um, but nothing new. Oh, I can tell. I haven't I feel because like- I told you I haven't told all your listeners. I've been having some gnarly dreams. Yes, where uh, the most recent one that felt so insanely real was where. Oh my gosh, you just went into full screen. Interesting. You're like my whole computer now. It's oh. like life size. Um, it wants to get closer to me, like the bear. Yes, you're having crazy. Yes. Dreams. Dreams, which I actually told my entire extended family about this weekend. Do they have any insight? Oh, well, I'll tell them. I'll tell what I've been yeah. experiencing first. Okay. So as of late, I've been having very, very realistic dreams where I don't really think they're just dreams. Um, and in my most recent one, I had a psychic come to me in my dream and tell me it was like a sit down info session basically it was like therapy a therapy session with a psychic but it was yeah it was like the 411 on how to astral travel and project and how I should utilize my life experiences to help do that I yeah it was strange oh and then and this is the part that like really freaked me out is that 
I left this meeting or session with the psychic and I start going about and doing other things and all of a sudden in my right ear, but it was like within my mind, in my head, a man yelled, watch out. And I jolted <laughs> awake, jolted, like, like, ow, Leia, stop it. Like in the movies, when someone like springs out of bed up into a full sitting yeah. position, like upright, completely upright, that is how I woke up. And I was terrified. You were snapped back into your body. Yes. I think you were astral traveling, astral Ooh, projecting, I just got whatever chills. it is. And something, someone was looking out for you, mm-hmm. saying, watch out, and forced you back to your body just in time. Yes. So I don't really know what's going on. Um, it might be the lack of sleep. It might be... Maybe um, the lack of sleep is helping you tap into this, though. But then it makes me more tired, don't you think? Wasting away the energy that I don't already have in the day. I don't know. I don't know because I'm, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know, know anything. <laughs> I'm just plagued by tiredness and it's so unfair. I just, I just but want it does, to sleep. Everything that's been recently happening though, it makes me think that you really truly are leaving your body a at demon. night. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? You're doing stuff. You're out and about. Can my astral self write my script for me? Because that would be great. I know. You're a hermit during the day, but at night you're wild. Um, crazy. <laughs> I need to start practicing. Social so butterfly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe that's why I never want to hang out with people when in my real life because my astral self is a party animal. You have a whole other social circle when you're <laughs> sleeping. Uh, the guy who told me to watch out is actually like my best party bud in the other world. <laughs> and like a big disco ball was about to fall on my head in my in my astral life and that's why he yelled watch out what if that was actually your other life in a different plane and he was saying watch out because you were about to get hit by something and then you snapping Ooh. back into your body is you actually fainting in your other life and in those moments that you're passed out in your other life you live this entire lifetime and then my entire yep. lifetime? And then when you... What is time? I don't know. What is space? Do we know? What Someone is Someone tell me. Are you a scientist? <laughs> Do you have the answers to the universe? Please let us know. What is four plus one? I, honestly, I'm getting more dumb in grad school. With age? Yes. Maybe it's... Yeah, maybe it's with <laughs> age, not just grad school. But like... Yeah, I think... Basics. The basics are just gone from my mind. I know. I agree with that. I don't speak so good anymore. Which is a good transition. We should try our speaking skills by reading some ghost stories. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I actually have a really good one based on what you were saying about not mentioning skinwalkers because this story is about mentioning spirits and not believing in them and being proved wrong. Bringing them. (laughs) Yes. Okay. This is called Angels and Demons, and this is from L. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. I'm pretty new to your podcast and I already love it. I started listening after you randomly followed me and I'm so glad I did. Confession though, I have to listen to it before it gets too dark out because I have a pretty active imagination and will end up freaking myself out. (laughs) Us too. Sorry to interrupt, but our Facebook group has been getting even scarier recently. Like I can't even go on my phone at night on the Facebook app. You know what I love is that people have 
taken to posting a lot of cat pictures. And I think they, because my entire Facebook feed is like Meowderinos and other cat pages, like Los Angeles cat page. And <laughs> so all of the two girls, one ghost cat images come right up top. So I feel oh, you don't safe. see all the scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do if I go into the group, but my, my um, news feed is filled with cats. Oh, lucky you. Okay, yeah. sorry. Back to the... Okay. Uh, I just got done with episode four about sleep paralysis. And while I haven't experienced sleep paralysis myself, I do have a pretty similar experience to the personal story Sabrina shared about the two figures fighting over her sister. Ooh. To kind of understand this story, you need to know the layout of my house. My parents and older brother slept upstairs. My younger brother and I slept in the basement down the hall. Ooh, in the basement? Nope. Down the hall from a TV game room we redid a few years prior. It used to be a large room with an unusable kitchen and a closet under the stairs in one corner. We sectioned that area off and made it a storage room and then left the rest of it as a rec room. Anyway, when I was in my last year of high school, my older stepbrother went on a mission for our church and came home pretty quickly after leaving. It's kind of taboo in our religion to talk about bad spirits, ghosts, demons, paranormal, etc., but we do believe that they exist along with the good spirits. So my brother gets back home, life goes on. One day we are in our kitchen chatting about scary movies and the paranormal slash creepy experiences, and I was saying how scary it would be to run into a demon or Satan for that matter. My stepbrother laughs at me and says, I dare a demon to try to do something to me. Uh... Never yeah. taunt anything, you guys. Alarms blaring. Don't do it. So I nervously laughed it off and told him he was crazy and went to bed. The very next day, my brother comes to me and says he has to tell me something. He had fallen asleep on the couch in the basement watching TV when he woke up in the middle of the night because of a creepy feeling. He saw the door to the storage room was ajar and it was pitch black beyond that. He then saw a dark figure walk out to him on the couch. It stood there for a minute and then pinned him down and told him... What? And told him... Do not test us. (laughs) You don't know what we can do. Oh my gosh. My shoulders. I don't have any anymore. (laughs) My neck is gone. What the hell? Just say that again in a not creepy voice. Do not test us. You do not know what we can do. Don't test him. Once Don't he, test him. Yeah. It's just, it's a dangerous game to play and you're never going to win. So once he said that, he released my brother and disappeared back into the room. I imagine him drifting back while keeping his eyes <laughs> on is, him. I'm so terrified. <laughs> Uh, this is great because I have not had interaction with another human in the past 24 hours. So this is my, this is my outlet right here. <laughs> you and me. Let the freak flags fly. <laughs> my stepbrother is a t- six foot two inches, 250 pound African American football player. And this thing pinned him. Good Lord. I basically stood there dumbfounded with full body chills. I had never felt good about that rumor area of the house. And now I was petrified to go down into my own bedroom. But it doesn't end there. A week after that, he tells me he fell asleep on the couch again and saw another figure. This one was much lighter and seemed to check in on him, then float down the hallway and check on my brother and I in our bedrooms. I moved out the next year for college, but I still don't like going in the basement to this day and have to send my dog down first to make sure everything is safe. Sorry this is so long. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good and spooky work, ladies. I'll see you on the other side. 
Ooh, bonus story. I don't get sleep paralysis, but I do get intense, creepy, almost paralyzing feelings. I've never been able to explain it and nothing bad has ever happened, but it always happens at night when I'm alone or when it's too quiet. Almost every time it happens, it feels like a presence is inches away from my back and it stays that way for what feels like hours. I've never had the courage to look behind me when this happens and I never want to find out if there's anything there. Oh. L. Oh, wow. I wouldn't look back either. That's how I felt when I woke up from my dream. I didn't want to like look around. Holy crap. I'm I'm so scared. I can't even what's my commentary? I don't know. I don't have it. I'm melting into my bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes yeah. me so nervous. That's, oh. Well, this is why you don't test demons or dark spirits because they like games. Like they're they they don't well, they don't they're not alive. So they die for games. Yeah. Into just the other thing. This is just yet another story where we have people who also have religion as a part of their yeah their life and it doesn't matter that he went on a mission for church it just cuz you did one thing one time doesn't mean yeah. that you're always protected you always have to be mindful of what's around you and your energy mm-hmm. and what you're projecting and just and what you're inviting stay safe stay safe wow oh my goodness I know. Yikes. I wonder what the other (laughs) spirit, like who that spirit was, the one that was just like checking in on them, making sure they were all good in their rooms. Okay. Well, I was interpreting it when I first read it. I felt like it was this spirit lingering around and being like, you taunted me. You want to see what I can do? I will I will lay dormant and be watching over you and your family. I mean, this is a really scary interpretation. She said that it was a lighter one, though, much lighter. Yeah, but maybe the first one was like a dark, like a more powerful spirit. And then it sent like one of its underlings to watch over them. Because she said it still free- it freaked her out and she couldn't go, like didn't want to go into the basement after that. I never want to go into basements. They are very scary. Thank goodness California doesn't have them or Los Angeles specifically. I don't know about all other places. You still have addicts, though, and dark entities yes. and demons like cold, damp spaces, mm-hmm. which can also be an attic. Or a bathroom. Or a bathroom. Or... Yeah. This is going to be one of those nights where I might make you come to the bathroom with me after we record. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in so long. <laughs> Don't you miss I've it? I missed peeing with you. <laughs> i pee i brush my teeth you just have to like yeah. sit there on the phone well i'm like i'm still alive don't worry <laughs> you've like showered before while i'm on yeah. the phone i've gone through my whole night routine <laughs> and i watch you go in bed and tuck under the covers and then i say good night then you say i really gotta go bugs bite <laughs> yeah leave me the hell alone please let me hang up i have enough of you <laughs> Okay, what's your okay. story? Story. Story. Singular. Language. This is from Molly. It's called Six Flags Ghost Encounter. <gasps> what? Hey, gals. I've been listening since episode two, but haven't had time to write you about my experiences. I love hearing that. Like, that was... I know. That was OG. That was a dark time in our lives. We didn't know anyone <laughs> was listening. <laughs> Exactly. So those ones are the awkward ones. Not that we're yeah. not awkward now, but we were we were in our prepubescent p- podcasting phase. We truly thought it was just going to be like our own little diary. 
Hey guys. Hey gals. I've been listening since episode two, but haven't had time to write you about my experiences. This past week, Corinne shared a story about Six Flags over Georgia, which is a place I spent a lot of time at as a kid, and I just knew I had to write you. Hold on. I have to burp. Never mind. That was like a throw up. Sorry. (laughs) That was gross. (laughs) Now I feel like a curdling in my throat because I – yeah. Ugh. Is it terror? Is it acid reflux? I don't know. Is it projecting your feelings onto me? Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, wow, I'm really struggling. I'm only on sentence two and I'm already fucking this up. Okay. I believe in you. Thank you. Both my brothers worked in the park, so it was a cheap and fun way to spend long, hot summer days. My mom made sure we took full advantage of their discounts. LOL. I'm jealous. That's, That's awesome. so fun. As Corinne was speaking about the carousel, I had a flood of memories resurface, including the memory of the boy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I like I'm like, this is a different experience for me because I can actually fully lean back on my couch and like get in a comfortable position. Don't you love these new microphones? These new microphones are make. Yeah, they're They're a game changer. Okay. I loved that carousel more than any other ride. That is, until I was tall enough to ride the roller coasters. And my mom loved it because it was located under the giant pavilion with rocking chairs all around to relax in the shade. I would spend hours on that thing, and often I would race other kids who were riding the horses (laughs) and would switch spots between the rides. Yeah, that's That's so so fun. The operators knew my brothers, so they would just let me stay on. Hashtag perks. (laughs) Seriously. I bet every other kid was like, why does she get to so stay? Jealous. I'm jealous now. And this was like years ago. I don't <laughs> even know her. I'm mad at you. I want to be on that ride. <laughs> Most times I would panic as we were leaving the ride because I didn't say goodbye to the boy. <gasps> My mom would often have to carry me away because I would be looking for but would never find him. After listening oh to the story, I immediately called my mom to ask if I was just imagining this. And she said, oh, yeah, you would get so excited to get to the carousel because the boy or your friend was waiting for you. Oh my you would gosh. get all pissed because he wouldn't let you ride the black horse. You said he was bad at sharing. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. Yeah. It's like a yeah. what? <laughs> it sounds like she had a crush on this little boy, too. She, well, clearly she didn't know that he wasn't alive. Real. Because yeah. she's mad at him. <laughs> It's so not cute. being a sharer. Wow. Sharing is caring. Y'all, I didn't tell her any of the details from Corinne's story. I only asked if she remembered anyone called the boy at Six Flags. Suffice to say, I'm completely creeped out. I guess my memory of him <laughs> faded once the park closed for the season because I never went looking for him or mentioned him after that, according to my mom. Thanks for sharing such interesting and creepy stories with us. And thank you for helping me unlock a bit of my past that got away from me. Keep up the great work. Stay spooky. Molly. P.S. I didn't know the carousel was from Chicago. I currently live there. So it's wild to see things come full circle. Oh, I just got chills because what if the boy is originally from Chicago and traveled with the carousel? And what if the boy comes back to find her? (laughs) No, Molly, Because true love. (laughs) <laughs> no because i think they're in love they're not in love he's like six years old they were just playing on the carousel but what if he's grown up a ghost grown up this is like danny phantom romance novel 
<laughs> I'm right. Fan fiction of Molly's life. <laughs> I'm just like immediately picturing in Bob's Burgers how Tina writes the like erotic <laughs> fiction novels. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! How yeah, freaky though! Like I know. Oh, and her mom had no. And idea. the fact that she repressed. And she repressed those memories until she heard that story on the podcast. Right. That is so cool. So cool. I hope this podcast can reawaken my memories. Where are you hiding? There are some memories that I probably would like tucked away. We can switch places. Like Freaky Friday? Yeah. But then I would have your memories and you would have my non-existent memory. What other terrifying tales do you have for us tonight, Sabrina? (sighs) Well, I picked another one, and I, quite frankly, can't tell you if it's scary or if it's happy or in between. So we'll just have to find out. Do you remember what it is, or is it just all of the above? I put this in the folder a few days ago, so I can't remember (laughs) because my brain works in minutes nowadays. Okay, this is from Brian, and it is called Haunting in My Childhood Home. So I'm going to go with scary. Hi girls, my name is Brian and first off I want to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. My girlfriend Karina got me into it a few weeks ago and mentioned to you on Instagram that I had my own experiences which you encouraged me to share with the podcast. So here I go. By the way, she's perfect and listens to every episode and she'd love a shout out. That is the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) Hi Karina. Um, That is so nice. By the way, she's perfect. Brian, what do you have to say about us? What about us? Are we perfect? <laughs> I thought you're supposed to email and tell us what we're great at. <laughs> he emails and just talks about his great, how great his girlfriend is. We like that too. Uh, delete. <laughs> Positivity. These incidents took place in Toledo, Ohio in my home over the course of 10 years or so. It started when I was in third or fourth grade in the mid-90s, shortly after some antiques from my great-grandmother's home were relocated into ours. I awoke one night and saw on my alarm clock that it was a little after 3 a.m. I also noticed a light coming from behind me, near the foot of my bed. My initial thought was that I left my TV on, so I rolled over to turn it off. But when I rolled over, I noticed my television was off, and standing at the foot of my bed, giving off her own light, was a semi-transparent elderly woman. I started screaming, duh, right? (laughs) And my dad came running into my room. Brian, what is it? Dad, she's right there. You see her, right? At this point, the woman is slowly moving around my bed from the foot towards the headboard. Brian, what are you talking about? Dad, she's right there. There's nobody in here, he yells as he turns on the light. The woman vanishes, and I would never see her again. Oh, my God. Does Brian write books? Because I'm into this. (laughs) This is some good storytelling here. (laughs) For years after that, the incidents were minor but relegated to the upstairs of our home. Seeing light switches turn themselves on or off, waking up with my bedroom door open, even though I would always fall asleep with it closed, and friends or cousins of mine that would sleep over would always be offered the spare bedroom where most of these antiques were stored during sleepovers. On multiple occasions involving three different friends and two cousins, I woke up in the morning and found them sleeping on my bedroom floor, even though they had gone to sleep in the other room. When I asked them why they slept on the floor instead of the bed in the other room, All of them told me some variation of it felt like somebody was watching me in there. One final incident, and perhaps the creepiest, took place my senior year senior year of high school. My parents and older brother were were on vacation in the UP in Michigan. I don't know what that is. Uh, 
the UP? I don't know. Well, I guess you have to be a Michiganer to know what that is. Is that what they're called? Michiganers? Michiganians? I don't Michiganians? <laughs> I don't know. We clearly don't know anything in this story. We clearly aren't from Michigan. I stayed behind because I was working over the summer. And let's be honest, an empty house for an 18-year-old, 18-year-old for a week sounds way more fun than a vacation with their parents. True. Party. I returned home from work one night around 10 p.m. And upon walking inside, I immediately called my mother to see if anyone else in the area had a key to our house. She mentioned a family friend that did. So I then called them and they say said they hadn't been over. What had me so scared was that as I walked from room to room, I noticed that all of the candles, all of them, were burning. What? What? No. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to picture walking through a house and every single you room you go into, there's another flames Has- flickering. <gasps> oh my god. I wonder if it was every room or... Or if it was trying to lead him somewhere. Like, follow the light, little <gasps> boy. Ooh. And I wonder if it was every room that had antiques. Because it seems like the hauntings are connected to the antiques from his... It could be. We have a lot of antiques in my house. And do you have a lot of ghosts in I think I don't too? think they're attached to the antiques. They're just attached to your family. Yeah. <laughs> or attracted. Attracted they're to your just, family, not attached. They're comfortable in our house. You give off ghost vibes. Um. Okay. Uh, all of them were burning. I moved from room to room, blowing them out with my mother on the other end of the phone, telling me I must have lit them before I left for work and forgot. No, mom. Really, mom? There's no way. <laughs> Needless to say, I slept in the living room that night with all of the lights on. For years, my parents told me I was imagining things. I think to make, and I think it was to make me feel safe. I was quite scared after the first incident, refusing to go upstairs alone for a long time. After I grew up. And have since moved out. My dad has told me some of the incidents he has experienced, which has made me feel a little more validated. His have ranged from very minor to light switches, creaks, etc. To once hearing a glass lampshade from a ceiling fan fall in that damn spare bedroom. And when he went to fix it, he noticed it sitting in the center of the bed, perfectly balanced. And then it rolled away from him when he went to pick it up. It's <laughs> weird. That's <laughs> This lampshade is a perfect circle, and my dad tried for a while to get it to balance on his own, and he couldn't, indicating that something he couldn't see had been holding it in place. Ooh, oh my god. I wonder, was it was it truly just an accident, and the ghost was like, ah, shit, I was trying to help out, like, I'll hold it until he comes in to fix it? Or, or was that spirit messing some crap up, and then when he walked in, it was like, oh my gosh, pause. It, let him see. You know what it you know what it reminds me of is that money trick that people pull on people where they tie a dollar bill to like a invisible string and then put it out on the street on the sidewalk so someone goes to pick it up and you start pulling it. Yeah, my brother used to do that on the bike path in the summer. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Sounds like Christian. Um but it reminds me of that like the second the dad came into the bedroom, the ghost started moving the lampshade. It's like Yeah. It was balancing perfectly, and now I'm going to drag it out of your reach. It's the ghost of Houdini. Ooh, that would be cool. I would love, I wonder if people have seen Houdini's ghost. I'm sure someone's claimed to have seen him. Okay, what used to scare me has since sparked a massive interest, leading me to our, leading me to tour Waverly Hills, the Stanley Hotel, Bobby Mackey's Music World, and the Winchester House, and binge listen to podcasts like yours or watch paranormal videos for hours on end with my girlfriend. The perfect day. Oh. So cute. 
who is as fascinated with all of this as I am. Thank you for show. Thank you for your show, and thank you for reading my story, Brian. Dang, Brian. Dang. Dang. I can't believe wow. I've never heard a story like this, where he sees the old lady. And he can still see her and she's coming towards him. But the other person in the room is like, what are you talking about? Oh, I know. That's so scary. I've actually read recently. I read another story like that where they like they're the only one in a room full of people who can see this thing. And it's just staring nope, at them, nope. which terrifies so scary me. and so isolating. Yeah, there's nothing more scary and nothing to make you feel more insane. Oh, my God. And it's so taunting. Like, I really I mean. I wonder if part part of that has to do with the openness of the people in the room or if it has to do with the spirit itself choosing to only present itself to the one person. I don't know. I was saying it's almost like a manipulation thing if it is just showing itself to that one person to make them feel scared Ugh. and attacked and uneasy. Deteriorate their mind. Yep. In order to attack. Oh. <laughs> okay i'm gonna give you an option i'm going whichever one oh. i don't read tonight i will read in the near future but okay. do you is this a choose your own adventure this is a choose your own adventure do you want to Woo. hear a scary one yes okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't need uh well what's the other option no let's just do scary okay. it will keep me up at night so i can write all right <coughs> save your soul <coughs> <laughs> Corinne, are you still there? Are you okay? Are you alive? I'm seeing things now. So, <laughs> spirit take over. I do need to. I actually, I need to sage the. Well, I don't know. I'm reading into things. I was gonna say I need to sage the little kitchen section of the our apartment because I was doing some of the research for our upcoming one of our upcoming episodes. And I was like, oh, I don't feel right over here. But it's literally only when I was doing the research did I not feel right. Because I think I was just Maybe, scared. <laughs> yeah. Or the spirit of the thing that you're writing about is. Good Lord. I hope not. It better not be. Oh, my God. Oh, also, the dog, the ghost dog is still in my house. It jumped Aww. up on my mom's bed the other day. Oh, I love ghost dog. <laughs> ghost dog. Ghost dog. It's ghost like dog. spider pig. Spider pig. Adventures spider of pig. ghost dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last Scary. Last email. Spooky. This. I'm completely. Can you see me still? I'm completely lying down. Yeah, you're flat. <laughs> I'm flat. I'll put my legs up so I can actually read this. Okay. Get some blood flowing. This is from T. It is called When the Thing follows you cross country parentheses do not read at night <laughs> <laughs> shit whoopsie oh, oh. sorry there we go hi sabrina hi corinne <laughs> hey hey i just started listening to your podcast and i'm on episode seven and i'm binging it because i love the stories but it has brought up some memories that i've tried so hard to forget <gasps> i don't generally tell people this story because i don't want people to think i'm crazy well that you've come to the right place. Also, another uh, occurrence of repressed memories. Look at us. We are pretty much podcast experts now. We just make the whole episode have themes without even knowing we're doing it. Yeah. 
So about nine years ago, when I was 18, I graduated high school and I moved to Daytona Beach, Florida to go to school. You know, leaving Utah at my first chance. (laughs) So while I was there, my roommate and I were living in this sketchy apartment on the top floor. Our apartment was a studio, so the kitchen and the dining room and our bedroom were all in the same place, just a separate room for the bathroom. There was nothing on the backside wall of our apartment, and it would take an extremely tall, tall, tall ladder to reach our floor. We always thought our apartment was sketchy, and we would find things moved, such as clothes and shoes, all things that were easily explainable by telling yourself, oh, Kara probably used it or moved it. At least that's what I told myself, till shit went south. And she's pretty south in Florida. I know. I was just literally just thinking that. And then I was like, 40 when you said it. <laughs> Do I make the joke? <laughs> oh, we really have shared our brains with each other. One day we were studying. I just got the sketchy feeling like something was wrong. I couldn't tell what it was, but I could just feel something bad. I was sitting on my bed, leaning against the outside wall, and looked up at my roommate, and she looked at me. But then she went blurry, like there was something in the way. Then it was like someone pounded their fists on each side of my head hard enough that the brick wall literally shook, and everything fell off of the wall. We pounded nails into the brick to hold things up above the wall. The terror that came over me was so terrifying and overwhelming that I pushed through the blur and I dove over my roommate and her bed and I ran out the door. <laughs> She's like, peace. Oh, my roommate came running out after me and was flabbergasted and just asked me, what the hell was that? To which I responded, like, I fucking know. <laughs> Why are you swearing? You're from Utah, girl. Oh, it was at that point that we went running to the backside of the building to see if maybe a car hit the wall or a crane or a ladder or anything that could explain what hit our brick wall hard enough to shake the wall and knock everything off of the wall. But there was nothing there except sand. From that point on, everything was crazy in our apartment. I remember that the spirit was angry and we could always tell when it was there because it smelled like an awful mix of death and shit. It would come around every few days for the next few months that I lived there. I don't want to go into the detail. Every few days. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go in detail on what happened, but it was enough for me to leave Florida and move back to Utah. When I moved back, an old childhood friend and I got an apartment in Midvale, Utah. After moving into our apartment, I found that Midvale is considered to be like a portal for spirits and demons to travel through easily. Shit. Oh, good. Wrong place. We had been living there for almost a month when we were having a friend's wine night. Like, you know, friends. The show. Clap, 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 clap. Friends. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Monica, Chandler. Thank you for painting that picture. All of them. Phoebe. 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 Phoebe is one of us. Oh, Phoebe is for sure one of us. She even has a doppelganger. She does. An evil twin. We were sitting on our couch and drinking and watching friends when out of nowhere, that bad feeling was back. I just shook it off, telling myself that it was all in my head and it was my brain running away with my slightly drunk subconscious. Then our blinds at our back door started to sway as if there was a light breeze. My roommate saw them move and said, oh good, the AC must have kicked on. 
it was getting really warm in here. And just as she said that, the smell came. The smell of death and shit. To which my roommate gagged and was like, what died? I didn't answer. I was silent. It was all too familiar. I knew the feeling. I knew the smell. And I was really scared. I don't know why I felt the need to look to my right. But when I did, I was not prepared for what I was about to see. When I looked to my right, there on the couch next to me was not one but two indentations as if someone was standing right next to where I was sitting and it was facing me. Oh! I felt the pressure on the couch shift as I looked down, much like if someone sits right next to you while you were on the couch. I felt the pressure pushing down on me as if the spirit was trying to say, I found you and I will never let you go. You will never be able to get away because I am here. I was terrified. I was... Okay, wait, 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 wait. The fact that that phrase is so clear to her in her mind makes me think that whatever it was was not implying that. It was saying yeah, that Yeah, like her implanting head. that into her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have chills. Uh, I'm pushing my back okay. into my bed. She said, <laughs> don't read this at night. Why did I do this? I know. Well, why would you give me the option? I don't know. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We're almost there. I was terrified. Okay. I was so scared. But the fight or flight kicked in and I ran. I ran out the door and down the stairs and halfway down the block before I stopped and began to cry and scream. Oh. Can you imagine how terrifying? That's so sad. To just not. There goes your sense of safety. She moved yeah. across the country and she, it's still there with her. Oh, when my roommate so caught up to me, she was so confused. She didn't remember the blinds moving or talking to me or the smell. To her, we were just watching Friends, and then all of a sudden, we were three to five minutes late further into the show, No, and I just ran out of the apartment screaming with a look of terror on my face. We went back to our apartment, and it was gone. Our apartment was freezing cold. It was so cold, we could see our breath, but outside, no. it was almost 90 degrees at 10 o'clock at night. I was oh so scared, God. I spent as much time away from the apartment as I possibly could, because every time I was there, it would show up. It would watch me in my bed, follow me, scratch me, no. pull no. my hair, cloud my vision, make me vomit from the smell. It would get so bad that I would close my eyes and plug my nose just to try to escape what was happening. Again, I left out some details because it's just too much. Oh my gosh. When I moved out five months later, I prayed and prayed that whatever was following me would leave me alone that I could find some peace and solitude. When I moved out, it did. I have not had anything happen in the last eight years, and I pray to God that I never have this happen to me or anyone in my family ever again. I never found out what it was that had attached itself to me and followed me across country, but I'm convinced that it was bad. Bad energy, an angry spirit, or my worst fear is that it was a demon. I hope I didn't scare you too much. What? <laughs> You did. Have you read this email? She lived it, Corinne. She didn't have to oh read it. Oh, my God. I hope I didn't scare you too much. Burn some sage and hold your crystals if I did. If you have heard of this happening before, I would love to hear about it because I've never heard of this happening to anyone else. Have a wonderful day. Your Utah listener, T. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Sleep sleep tight. I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> There goes everything on my list wow. to do tomorrow. T. I 
I feel bad saying this because she said her worst fear is that it was a demon, but this just the fact that this it had that smell yeah. is usually I think one of the signs it, that yeah. it is a demonic a spirit presence. I mean, entity. so many of those things that she wrote about are signs. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact that her roommate had missing time because the experience wasn't intended for her it was extended intended for right. t and her roommate even commented on the smell but when the time passed and t ran out she didn't remember right. any of it and all of oh. our fill in the blank moments as well yeah if you fill in the blanks the way that i'm filling them in that would also be another sign that it's a demonic entity <sighs> oh my god i can't even i can't even put myself in her shoes this is by far one of the scariest no. things ever to be stalked by something so aggressive, so manipulative, so terrifying, and to be so alone in your experience. I'm so glad she hasn't experienced anything in the past Me eight years. Me too. Can you imagine? But it sounds like she had about a year and a half or so of of it. Of like torment. A year or two of this horrible thing attached to her. And it makes me wonder why. Why her? Right. Like did – and was it attached to that place in Florida? Right. Was it the or space? Or was it – did she go – or did she go somewhere else in Florida that maybe the spirit was at and it just attached itself to her Was it there? some sort of vulnerability that she had from moving cross-country that it was attracted to? Oh, like the idea of like this person is starting new and doesn't know anyone. Yeah. I'll introduce her to myself. Because your energy when you – I feel like when you move to a new place, you're kind of, you know, your energy is a little, you're a little more nervous, you're a little more anxious, you're a little more open because you're trying to make friends and figure out where you live in this new place and be open to things. Kindergarten all over again. Wow. I want to end on a nicer one. I'm scared. Do we have any more? We could do something quick. Um, I could read the other one that I was going to read. Okay. It's it's sad, but it's not scary. Okay. Well, maybe that's a good way to end it just because. Okay. This is from Hannah. It's called okay. Great Grandfather Letting Me Know I'm Going to Be Okay. Hey, Aww. ladies. My name is Hannah, and I'm a new listener. So I'm not sure if this email will find you or fit any themes for an upcoming episode. But the more I listen to your podcast, the more I feel compelled to sit down and tell you guys about this experience. Oh, I like that. <laughs> me too. Growing up, my great-grandfather was my best friend. If you saw him, you saw me. I was basically this guy's shadow. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. When I was about six or seven, he passed away. I was still very young, and I didn't truly understand the concept of death, him being one of the first people close to me to pass away. So my mother told me that my grandpa was in a better place, and that when I saw a feather on the ground, that was his way of saying he was there with me and he loves me. Oh, that's really cute. So fast forward. I would always find one single feather in times of emotional distress, breakups, job interviews, etc. I would pick it up, mutter a quick, thank you, grandpa, and go about my day. July 1st, 2014. I'm pregnant and leaving work. When I get to the driver's side door of my car, there's a pile of black feathers. I mean, it looks like someone absolutely picked a crow clean and left all of its feathers right in front of my driver's side door. As I step over them, I get into the car and I say to myself, that's a lot of love, Grandpa. And then I drive home and forget the entire thing. The next day, July 2nd, I'm going in for a routine ultrasound. 
I am seven months pregnant at this point, and this is just a let's make sure everything's okay kind of visit. The doctor immediately tells me that there's no heartbeat, and I'm going to be taken oh to the hospital to induce labor and deliver my baby boy. I'm in complete oh my gosh. shock and honestly can't even form words, so I didn't tell my mom about the pile of feathers outside of the car. It's still such a surreal surreal feeling. I delivered my son, Oliver, at 7.02 a.m., July 3rd, 2014. Leaving the hospital, there was almost a Hansel and Gretel-type trail leading us to the car, and I could do nothing but cry. Oh, my gosh. Even now, my, I, oh, my God. My whole body, my whole body. I wasn't expecting any of this. I know. I cried when I read it, and then I read it out loud to my mom. Even now, on the anniversary of my son's passing, I see a feather or two. When times are getting tough and I'm just missing my baby, there will be a feather. I just know this is a message from my best friend letting me know that I am so strong, that he loves me so much, and that he is in a brighter and happier place playing with my son just as he played with me. (laughs) Thank you for letting me share one of my stories. See you on the other side, Hannah. All the feels. All the feels. This was such a power. I cannot. I cannot imagine. I know. I've had goosebumps the entire time I read that. It's like from head to toe, all over, permanent. (sighs) So powerful. Oliver. I mean... As sad as this experience is and, and horrible for Hannah, I can't help but imagine this like very sweet, tender moment every year on her the anniversary of her son's passing of her grandfather and her son together holding hands, leaving that feather. Oh my gosh. For Hannah to I find. Know. And there must I'm losing a child is a horrible, horrendous thing to go through but to know that someone that you loved so much and someone who was still looking after you even in death yeah. was there to take your child for you and to protect them that must yeah. give her so much comfort too because yeah. it's i i feel like it's one thing for people to be like oh well they'll be with their aunts and uncles up there but this is something that it's like you can be certain of this her grandpa has always been there for her right consistently throughout the years so yeah i think him leaving that pile too was another sign to just be like something (sighs) is gonna happen but i'm 100 percent here for you yeah yeah oh oh my god it just blows my mind. I, 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 it makes me happy. I'm glad that we ended with that one because it, it makes me happy to know that there's so much good in the world, whether it's a guardian spirit or truly people. There are good people in the world right. as well. But I, I love, I just love the idea that although we talk about so many scary things because there's a certain fascination with these like demonic stories. People like to be scared. Right, it's right. The whole it's a whole yeah. campfire tale, spooky right. nights. I just everybody's celebrating Halloween. People like to be scared, but we also right. like to be touched emotionally, emotionally in not the heart. physically. Both. I don't ever want to be physically touched, ever. 
Except yes, for when I'm hugging Leia. <laughs> I'm seriously a cat. Like, I should be a cat. What if you did, like, a one of those head scratchers? Do you like when people do that to you? Yeah. Those are so good. That's nice. We did that. Uh, my cousin's dog, Bear, he's in his senior years. Oh. And he was over for Thanksgiving. And me and my brother. Not to be confused with the bear that was at your window. Different bear that tried to kill me this weekend. Right. But we took two of those scratcher things and I did bear's <laughs> face. And he did like down bear's spine up and down his back. And he was just like. Wow. He was like, oh, yes. Very spoiled. <laughs> Everyone was coming into the room cracking up because <laughs> he was just like melting into the ground. <laughs> I love. Oh, my gosh. I love that look. I can imagine the look on his face. It's just like that like like half closing his eyes and like yeah his eyes rolling back to the back of his head oh i love that totally drunk all right well thank you guys for joining us this week and every week we hope you join us every week uh please send us your please, please come back yeah please come back and also send us your ghost stories to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and join our patreon if you donate we uh you don't get charged until the first of the month so if you donate quickly you can Start donating for June and receive discounts and bonus content and uh, free stickers if you so choose to donate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you already say social media? Nope. We have we have social media. We have a Facebook group that you can join. It's private, so anything that you post will not show up on your friend's news feed if they're not in the group. We also have a Facebook page that you can like. It's just like a liking a business on Facebook. We have Instagram, which we encourage you to follow, especially because any future giveaways we do, especially now that we have merch. Yes, and we're doing a giveaway this week, so just oh yeah, keep up with our social media so you can... It'll be on Instagram. Yes. Then we have Twitter. Follow us follow on Twitter. Follow us on this journey. And that's all the social media we have. We have, if ever your listening device is now... Um, updating and you're dying to listen to the new episode you can listen directly from our website so i just want to make that known um also on our website is a list of all of our sponsors we want to say thank you to our sponsors because they help us they keep us going this podcast yeah just like you guys do especially with patreon and all the merch to support us we really appreciate it we love you um and then rate and review us on itunes because that truly does help us climb the ranks and get our podcast out to more listeners and on top of that you should tell your friends and family and all your ghostly companions about us because spread the word in any life this life or the afterlife uh (laughs) whether you're astral projecting (laughs) or you're just giving a presentation to your kindergartners just talk about two girls one ghost and we will we will see, see you on, on the, the other, other side, side.